Hello, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me for another redemption broadcast. Definitely interesting times we're living in. And I just want to get right into it because I want us to understand that, you know, this particular week um, is a celebratory week of Thanksgiving. It really is. Despite everything that's going on, there's a lot going on. But this is a celebratory week of Thanksgiving. Thankfulness to our divine creator. Thankfulness for his mercy, forgiveness, love, and patience. And uh, yes, uh, patience. Um, something, it's, it's, it's very difficult for this instant spontaneous generation to appreciate. But yes, patience. Uh, something that we all could uh, grasp at this moment as Mm, things begin to develop let's just say and uh, we'll get into it in this broadcast so thank you for joining me again and may god bless you and richly uh, enable you to uh, learn more from his word glean from the scriptures which will do a bit of a scripture tour i figured that, you know this is a week of thanksgiving i want to do a bit of a scripture tour on uh, thankfulness and uh, something that's going to uh, be very uh, inspiring to us all i believe and um, also uh, as they try to snuff out Thanksgiving, I just and I say they because there's people that don't want to celebrate. They want you to hide in, in a hole or go away, or don't speak and muzzle out your voice. I want to say this: be thankful. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar had to learn it. We talked about it last time. King of Babylon, he had to learn thankfulness. Thankfulness that he had a brain. Thankfulness that he could think strategically. All right, he was humbled. He went mad, and he had to break down for uh, him to realize and he lifted up his eyes to heaven and we looked at that in scriptures Daniel chapter 4 and we looked at that and we, we looked at how he, he, he snapped out of it by God's good grace and the most high's good grace upon him to and, and to become aware who was really in charge <laughs> alright so uh, with that said Elohim has a final say not the media and here we go I thought it would be great to talk about inalienable rights rights <laughs> If I can say that correctly. Personal rights to life, liberty, guaranteed by the Constitution of the United States. No, that's not a dirty, nasty phrase, folks. The Constitution of the United States. Indeed, indeed. So, let's begin at the first president, uh, George Washington, uh, Thanksgiving Proclamation, 1789, Thanksgiving Proclamation. George Washington's 1789 Thanksgiving Proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, 
to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general, for all the great and various favors which he has been pleased to confer upon us, and also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and Ruler of Nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness to us, and to bless them with good governments, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand, at the city of New York, the third day of October, A.D., 1789. Signed, G. Washington. Wow, what an amazing speech. An amazing historical speech. Thanks be to the Most High. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, and uh, fast forward a little bit. Uh, we have Abraham Lincoln is the 16th president of the United States. He led the nation through the Civil War. Uh, he was uh, born in 1861 until he was assassinated in 1865. Uh, another interesting person in history. But he proclaims official Thanksgiving holiday October 3rd, 1863 and, uh, expressing gratitude for the Union Victory at Gettysburg. The Thanksgiving Proclamation of 1863 by President Abraham Lincoln. The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. 
in the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression. Peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed. And harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict, while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines, as well of iron and coal as of the precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp the siege and the battlefield, and the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea, and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation, and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes, to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof, I have hereunto set my hand, and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed. Done at the city of Washington, this third day of October, in the year of our Lord, 1863, and of the independence of the United States, the 88th, by the President, Abraham Lincoln, William H. Seward, Secretary of State. Wow, another amazing historical speech by Abraham Lincoln. Thanks be to the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Uh, this grand American Republic stood strong in the face of tyranny. Once again, in the face of it crumbling apart. See here, again, God in complete control. Continue to stand strong as beacons of freedom for generations to come thereafter holding the union together hold the line you know holding the union together uh pulling pulling the country together 
utilizing this uh, uh, holiday of Thanksgiving to bring the country together. Uh, and we have here the, the holiday as a gateway, uh, a generational olive branch of unity, uh, the nation, the United States, staying together, steadying the course as a sovereign nation. So as the world turns, we keep moving forward keep pressing on we keep pushing the truth why because all truth comes from above our heavenly father wants truth to reign <laughs> basically all right so um we have an interesting historical figure here um with john f kennedy president of the united states and uh, another president of the united states and I thought it was great because this was his inaugural address. And in his inaugural address, there's an excerpt commonly quoted. Um, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. It's something a little bit lost in the socialistic push. But we can, uh, we can uh, grasp this right now. And uh, I'm just going to play a bit of this uh, excerpt, brief of his speech. And we're talking about the foundational principles of this republic. Fellow citizens, we observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom, symbolizing an end as well as a beginning, signifying renewal as well as change. For I have sworn before you and almighty God the same solemn oath our forebears prescribed nearly a century and three quarters ago. The world is very different now, for man holds in his mortal hands the power to abolish all forms of human poverty and all forms of human life. And yet the same revolutionary beliefs for which our forebears fought are still at issue around the globe. The belief that the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. We dare not forget today that we are the heirs of that first revolution. Let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike that the torch has been passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century, tempered by war, disciplined by a hard and bitter peace, proud of our ancient heritage, and unwilling to witness or permit the slow undoing of those human rights to which this nation has always been committed and to which we are committed today at home and around the world. Let every nation know whether it wishes us well or ill 
that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. This much we pledge and more. Wow, another historic speech for the history books. And speaking of history books, uh, this final excerpt that I wanted to share from the duly elected president of the United States to date, Donald J. Trump. Yes, Donald J. Trump. That makes some people cringe for some reason, but Make America Great Again was his slogan in 2016 the country was at a crossroads uh if you look at it politically yes we were at a crossroads for full-on adoption of globalist ideals against a populist growing movement and now we have another bit of interesting developments happening we still have a duly elected president donald j trump we, we just i thought i would add an excerpt of his speech because in his inaugural address because I think it just speaks volumes about his entire uh, presidential uh, pursuits in these four years and going strong uh, now uh, even against this um, uh, election I would say historical debacle <laughs> may truth prevail there of course and now we have uh, the president of the United States and his inaugural address in uh, January 2017. Today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning because today we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. That all changes starting right here and right now, because this moment is your moment. It belongs to you. It belongs to everyone gathered here today and everyone watching all across America. 
This is your day. This is your celebration. And this, the United States of America, is your country. What truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. Great speech, great speech. So here we go, we the people, right? We the people. So, so there you have it. Uh, we celebrate Thanksgiving holiday, which was born in the last week of November, America's national day of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to the almighty God for all that we have. Thanksgiving to the almighty God as human beings born free born equal, born in dignity, and with rights. <laughs> Endowed by our creator to move and to have our being. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yes, indeed. I thought it fitting now to do a bit of a scripture tour. Uh, come on, join in. It's a great scripture tour. It's a thanks, thankfulness scripture tour. You can join me in Psalms. We'll meet up there. And uh, then we'll, we'll do the whole tour thing. <laughs> okay, so we're in Psalms a chapter, let's see here. Psalms chapter uh, 100, uh, verse 1 to, five, 1 to 5. Raise a shout for Yahweh. Uh, all the earth, serve Yahweh with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that Yahweh is... He is Elohim. Uh, he hath made us, and we are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. His pasture. I highlighted that. Verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for Yahweh is good. His loving commitment is everlasting, and his truth is to all generations. Amen. Hallelujah to that. Our next scripture will be found at Psalms 95, verse 1 through 6. Come, let us sing to Yahweh. Let us raise a shout to the rock of our deliverance. Let us come before his face with thanksgiving. Let us raise a shout to him in song. For Yahweh is a great El, a great God and a great sovereign above all mighty ones, all other gods, in whose hand are the depths of the earth. The mountain peaks are his also. His is the sea, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend low. Let us kneel before Yahweh, our maker. Hallelujah, the Lord, our maker. 
Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to Yahweh. Give thanks to the Lord. For He is good. Hallelujah. He is good. For His loving commitment is everlasting. And if we go over to Psalms 107, verse 1 and 2, give thanks to Yahweh, give thanks to the Lord, as some translations may put it. Give thanks to Yahweh, for He is good, for His love and commitment is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of Yahweh say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of of the adversary hallelujah and here we go with uh, scriptures Torah and Psalms uh, Psalms uh, chapter 7 O Yahweh my Elohim in you I have taken refuge save me from all my pursuers and deliver me lest they tear my throat like a lion rendering in pieces with no one to deliver hallelujah Okay, now you can join me on our tour as we advance towards the New Covenant meeting um, here in Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 12. And so Yeshua, who suffered, oh Jesus, who also suffered outside the gate to set apart the people with his own blood, let us then go to him outside the camp bearing his reproach. For we have no lasting city here, but we seek the one coming through him. Then let us continually offer up a slaughter offering of praise, of praise to Elohim. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. And lastly now. We turn to the this book here uh, attributed to the Apostle James. Uh, James chapter 1 verse 17 reads, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no change nor shadow of turning. Hallelujah. So I hope you enjoyed the scripture tour of thankfulness as we come into the season of thankfulness of here uh, with this truthful transparency uh, bursting on the scene of our lives, this awareness of a power greater than we are, this triumphal entry of a new covenant promise that we had received many uh, long ago and from generation to generation, this continual um, hope that we have in Elohim alone, that we have life, we have a source of life, we have a source of, source of power that we have in Jesus Christ and that we are taking back uh, our territory and dominion in this earth and we are saints and believers of the most high and uh, we await as the most high um, as Jesus bears witness uh, in as at the right hand of the father till he makes his enemy his footstool, the seed of W okay so here we go in the heavenlies we await thank you Jesus thank you thank you thank you so I thought it also be fitting to uh, remind us that Human beings are born free and equal. And I want to highlight equal. Human beings are born free and equal in 
dignity and rights. Us humans are endowed by our creator. We're, we're given this beautiful gift of creation made in the likeness of an image of Elohim, of God, to think, move, and have our being. Okay? And I, of course, I understand that there are people that disagree with that. They think they're God or God doesn't exist. Um, I, the scriptures say a fool says in his heart there is no Elohim. Um, but what I can say is this. Uh, everyone believes in something. And it takes just a moment of faith to believe that there isn't a God. Than to believe that there is. And there definitely is an almighty creator. And if you haven't exper experienced the shaking in your own life to have you recognize that there is a power greater than you are. Then uh, buckle up because there is. There is a power greater than we are. It's the most high Elohim above every other uh, idolatrous God there is uh, um, uh, that man makes for themselves. He alone is worthy. He alone is the Alpha and the Omega, the Aleph Tav. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the foundation of peace of our existence. And all life springs from him. him uh, Elohim and God, uh, the Most High, Yahweh, uh, all life, seen and unseen, come from Him. He binds, He breaks, He, he binds and He breaks, alright, He's the righteous ruler, the holy, holy, holy ruler. And I suppose someone will say, oh well, He allows evil, why does all these evil things happen, why is evil here? Well, you know, I, what I can say, okay? Okay, just so I'm not going to go indefinite. People have written volumes of books on this. I'm just going to give you a brief um, take on it, and you can marinate in it for yourself. Um, is that the Most High is holy, pure, and righteous? The Most High is holy, pure, and righteous, meaning there is no evil in Him, meaning that He allows evil because of this wickedness in man's own heart since the fall of course uh, he created the garden of eden and um according to the scriptures he tells us the end from the beginning in bereshit and i want to bring in a bit of a metaphysical tone here is that <laughs> uh the most high is not confined to our time he's he's outside of time so not only is he aware of the past of human experience the past present and future he exists in all those um uh, dimensions you you could say uh instances of time so <laughs> what i'm trying to get at here is that um this is all playing out but there is a plan in place that we can grasp as human beings that we have been redeemed um, uh, many are called few are chosen we have uh, this gift of salvation and uh, as we're called by his spirit to himself uh, this gift of salvation uh, this gift to be redeemed to be delivered from what well from ourselves from our sin of our disobedience to Elohim of worshiping 
uh, ourselves in other things other than the Most High um, not, and recognizing that we are in need of a Savior. We are in need of a access, restored access back. And this is what Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, came, he lived, he died, and through him we have eternal life. We have access, we have access back to a restored, <clears throat> a restored relationship with uh, our Creator, Abba, our Father. And um, this is a, a very um, a touching statement that I have to make because I understand that uh, we live in a world where there's all these counter messages, but um, this is what I can say is that the truth of the good news speaks for itself. Mind you, this is a message that has endured for over 2,000 years, right? Through the life, death, and resurrection of Yeshua HaMashiach, the seed of Dawid, right? The uh, sacrificial lamb, you know, ushering a, a new age, a new time, a new testament, a new covenant of, of redemption for humanity, for both uh, Yehudim and for Goyim, for both the Jew and both the Gentile, right? And um, you have to understand that there are those who completely and utterly will reject this message. They, from the foundation of the world, they were created for, um, they were created and their, de their destiny is to be in the depths of Shalom. <laughs> I know that people, their destiny is to be in hell. Their destiny, I don't know what, uh, Gehenna, their destiny is to be completely separated and, and, and apart um, from the Most High. I think, you know, that many people have written books on this. They've written um, a series of books. And people have written all sorts of things throughout time in history about God, about how we relate to God, how we relate to the Most High, and depending on whether what uh, practice you come into, right? They have all these ideas, and and they and they put it together some artfully. I would say it's very colorful language that they use, very very uh, convincing tones in their writings. And it also very sourced very well, intelligently put uh, persuasive arguments for various issues in, 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 in scriptural uh, analysis, let's just say. But one thing, one, I would say the Holy Spirit of, of Elohim is a great equalizer. And one, one thing we do have is truth. And that permeates throughout time in history. And it, it, it's, it's a spiritual... It's the spiritual enlightenment that comes from the one source of life, our Creator, Abba, and He reveals things to us, and He He allows us to be awakened spiritually to truth uh, that already exists that we discover, basically. So, but as our human minds, we try to understand one thing we have to get through our head, sometimes our thick head is in our to, our to the depths of our soul is to know how great and how powerful 
the most high is above our own uh finite reasoning meaning the <laughs> the most high i'll just sum it up as this the most high's ways are above our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts he's far more superior so this concept that you think you're a slither of god i i what i can say is you're a slither of creation you're a slither of his creation you are you are his created being you are his created being he you have the imprint of the most high you have the imprint of the most high upon you as a created being whether you recognize it or not you are a creation <laughs> um but to be god you're not god okay there's only one true god okay and his thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are not our, our ways and the reason why I put that out there because people think that, oh, I'm God having a human experience. No, you're not God having a human experience. You are a human being. Okay? You're a creation of the one life. You are a creation of the soul one life. Okay? And and He's He made us in the likeness of His image. So, we're, we're you know, we're created. Uh, we have both male and female. <laughs> yeah. Biology. I'm just thinking, they said follow the science. I'm following biology. I'm following skeletal uh, examination. I'm following, I'm following that. I'm following that. I'm following that. Okay. And he said, oh, well, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about skeleton and biology. We're talking about uh, chemical uh, induced psychosis. I don't know. It makes me think that I'm a dog. You know, I, I sexually identify as a dog. Right? what anyway uh i would just uh highlight that when we enter into this restored relationship through yeshua hamashiach through jesus christ when we establish a belief faith in Elohim, uh, faith in uh, that he sent his uh, anointed one the final sacrifice, uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, that would be Jesus Christ, uh, to deliver us, to deliver us, to deliver uh, his chosen people, to deliver and to redeem uh, humanity and for those who are uh, to be his elect, and uh, selected ones. Um, <clears throat> and you say, what is, what is this? Because, um, cannot go to the Father unless the Spirit is calling you. And if you're hearing that, the Spirit, if you, if you hear the Spirit calling you, I hope you answer because it is a beautiful life to be in love. A real, true, beautiful love with Elohim alone. Because it's sustainable. And you want to talk about sustainability. Sustainable love. Sustainable security because we have an eternal home uh and to kick off the scripture tour uh in yesha yahu and isaiah uh chapter uh 54 verse uh, 14 to uh 17 uh in righteousness you shall be established far from oppression for you shall not fear and far from ruin for it does not come near you. See, they shall indeed assemble, but not because of me. Whoever shall assemble against you falls for your sake. See, I, ha I myself 
have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall prove wrong. This is the inheritance of the servants of Yahweh. This is the inheritance of the servants of Yahweh. And their righteousness from me, declares Yahweh. So, uh, there you have it, folks. No weapon. Thank you, and have a wonderful, beautiful Thanksgiving. And I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful day or evening. God bless you and Godspeed.